1: And I am the minister of the North Valley Church of Christ up here in Cave Creek Arizona. Thank you for being here with me again this afternoon. What a blessing it is to have so have you all uh, I guess so many of you uh, joining in with me hearing my my words and I, I hope that uh, I can entice you to to think on the scriptures a little bit and that's my goal again today and where, what I want to start with today, is Matthew chapter 15. Now, for a while, I've been just kind of diving just in Scripture, avoiding the news because, you know, we just had enough of it, right? Well, today I want us to kind of look at some things that have been going on in the news. But before we get into that, I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 15, starting here in verse 1. It says, Then some Pharisees and scribes came to Jesus from Jerusalem and said, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? For they do not wash their hands when they eat bread. And he answered and said to them, Why do you yourselves transgress the commandment of God for the sake of your tradition? For God said, Honor your father and mother, and he who speaks evil of father or mother is to be put to death. But you say... Whoever says to his father or mother, whatever I have that would help you, has been given to God. He is not to honor his father or his mother. And by this you invalidate, invalidated the word of God for the sake of your tradition. You hypocrites, rightly did Isaiah prophesy of you. This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far away from me. But in vain do they worship me teaching as doctrines the precepts of men. After Jesus called the crowd to him, he said, Hear and understand. It is not what enters into the mouth that defiles the man, but what proceeds out of the mouth. This defiles the man. Now let's stop there for a moment. I want to read a little bit more, but think about that. Now, would that be offensive If you were the Pharisees or if you were saying something that you truly believe was right and that you truly believe this is the right thing to do and and this guy is not doing the right thing, the way Jesus responded to them, was it offensive? If you answered yes, you are correct. It was offensive, very offensive. I'm going to read on. Verse 12. Then the disciples came and said to him, to Jesus, do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this statement? But Jesus answered and said, "Every plant which my heavenly Father did not plant shall be uprooted. Let them alone. they are blind guides of the blind, and if a blind guide or if, and if a blind man guides a blind man, both will fall into a pit." So in other words, Jesus is saying, I don't care if they're offended. They're blind guides. They're doing a bad work. They're hurting people and moving them away from God. They needed to hear some truth. Stop babying them. They should know better by now. We've been working through the book of Exodus on uh, our Sunday morning class here at North Valley. And, and I always make a point to point this out. I did it with Abraham and with Isaac, and with Jacob, where God, when he starts with people, even in Egypt, he's very careful to baby them along, to give them a chance, even when they're wrong. Uh, He's very uh, uh, sympathetic toward them, but after a while, he expects more. When the people of God leave Egypt, he's very gentle with them. He doesn't punish them, especially when they complain and, and gripe. He's, okay, come on, but eventually God's going to expect them to grow up. And we see that in as they're uh, making their way toward the promised land, that God's like, all right, that's it. I've given you so many opportunities, and you keep turning your back on my word, and he kills quite a few people. And so there are times where you have to be offensive. And in, you don't like look for a way to be offensive, but what's offensive is the truth. That's what offended the Pharisees, the truth offended them, and they didn't like it. They didn't like hearing the truth because it was against what they thought or what they believed. okay, let's talk a little bit about what's going on in the news, shall we Kristen cinema, Senator cinema uh, she is our Senator here for the state of Arizona, and I'm going to you know talk some politics, oh man. And I want to be honest with you. I did not vote for cinema. I uh, I don't I don't vote for people who um who are okay with abortion. And in the beginning, I didn't like her at all, and because I thought, well, she's making all these promises. She's not going to fulfill any of those things. But actually, she ha- has a uh, She has my respect, great respect, because everything she, well, I believe most of what she said she's going to do, she does. She has a set of standards. Now, I don't agree with many of those standards, but she has a set of standards, and she holds to them. And so I respect her for that. I wish Republicans would do that. Some do, many don't. I shouldn't say Republicans. I wish politicians would do that. But it doesn't happen, does it? And the reason why I want to bring up cinnamon is because she is uh, doing some things that are upsetting her party, and so now people are following her into a bathroom, filming her while she's in the the restroom. She's on a plane, and a lady comes up and just you know is pretty much yelling at her because they don't like what she says and she's doing. And that's okay. You don't have to like her, but what they're doing is wrong and offensive. It's offensive, but it's also wrong. How do we, Christians, how should we respond to things like this? How do we bring truth to people? How do we uh, deal with people when they're coming at us and, and, and vice versa? And that's why I'm bringing all these things up. Now, Jesus, he offended people, but he didn't do it on purpose well I, I guess maybe he did but it happened only because he provided the truth they can, they're they uh, upset here in Matthew chapter 15 because the disciples didn't wash their hands he's telling you what, you what are you talking about you don't even look at what you transgress under the law you should be put to death and you're hypocrites because you think the things that defile a man is because it got your hands dirty and you ate and oh no that's not what the files meant. It's the heart, and your heart is not right with God. There is a price for truth. Cinema believes she has the truth when it comes to what's best for this country, and she made that very clear when she was running for for Senate. And she's held to that. She got elected because of what she said and believed. That's why she got voted in, and so. She's been holding to that. She believes that's the truth. And she's not wishy-washy about it. She doesn't get tossed to and fro. She's She believes it. And I think she's right when it comes to fiscal responsibility. I think she's right with that. It's one of the few places I agree with her. But there is a cost to truth. I want us to look at, um. yeah, let's start with Matthew, or yeah, Matthew chapter 19. The rich young ruler. We talked about this one before. We know this one. Here, a, uh, someone, it says, the text tells us, someone came to him, to Jesus, and said, Teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may obtain eternal life? And Jesus said to him, Why are you asking me about what is good? There is only one who is good. But if you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. Then he said to him, Which ones? Jesus said, You shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. So it's all those commandments that have to do with our relationship with other people. The young man said to him, All these things I have kept. What am I still lacking? Jesus said to him, If you wish to be complete... Go and sell your possessions and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. And come follow me. But when the young man heard this statement he went away grieving for he was one who owned much property. Now okay let's stop right there. We'll read the rest of it here in a moment. So he went away grieving because he owned much property. He had a lot of money. He was rich. Now do you think he went away and sold everything and gave it to the poor? Uh, we don't know, but my guess is no. He did not. Is Jesus saying that all rich people should go sell everything and give it to the poor? No. No. If you're out there thinking that I'm wrong, you need to hold, don't hit the power button yet. Listen. Listen to everything else that Jesus has to say. So he went. the man goes away. Uh, grieving, for he was one who owned much property. Verse 23, and Jesus said to his disciples, Truly I say to you, it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. It is hard, but it's not impossible. That's what he's saying there. Verse 24, again, I say to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Oh, now that sounds impossible. Jesus isn't you know making some metaphor here about some gate in Rome or Greece. He's talking about a literal camel that's alive, not ground up. A literal camel and an actual needle threading needle, the eye of it. Is that possible? Can anyone on the face of this earth take a live camel and walk it through the eye of a needle? No. He's saying that's what this rich young man is trying to do. He is trying to earn the right to go to heaven. No one can do that. You can't do it. No one can. You can't. I can't. Paul the apostle couldn't. Peter couldn't. No one. No one. There's only one man who ever achieved the right to go to heaven on their own. And that's Jesus. He's the only one. That's why we have to be baptized into Christ. Now we keep reading. Verse 25. When the disciples heard this, they were very astonished and said, then who can be saved? Because they understood what Jesus was saying. Well, that makes that impossible, Lord. Who can be saved? And looking at them, looking at The text is there for a reason. He's gazing at them. Because it's important what he's about ready to say. And looking at them, Jesus said to them, With people, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. What I'm getting at, what I want want us to see here, is that there is a cost to truth is going to cost you something. It might cost you friends. It might cost you your fortune. It might cost you your job. It could cost you your family. It could cost you your life. We're seeing that today more than ever. And I'm not just talking about uh, Christian teachings, although that is true, but with anything. When people begin to harp up on what the truth of the matter is, People attack them because it's not what they want to hear. They want their ears tickled. You, you tell me what I want to hear, not what what the truth might be. I don't care if this is bad for the economy because I want money, or I want this, or I want my college paid for. What's the truth? I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican or a Libertarian. I don't care if you're a progressive, a conservative, or a liberal. What I do care about is truth. Is the truth. And there's very few out there who's willing to listen to the truth. Bill O'Reilly, I I listen to him. I like Bill O'Reilly because he tries so hard to be objective and not biased. And that's hard to do, but he's... Trained himself all his life for this. He's, he wants to be a journalist, and he says he's got a lot of friends who are progressives, you know, really far left, and they know they know that everything that Joe Biden is doing to our country is not good, but they hate Trump, Trump now more than ever. And when he said that, I thought, what, why, who, why, why would they hate Trump more now than ever? He's not even in office. <laughs> and you can't blame him for anything that's happening. I don't understand. Because they don't want to believe, I and this is what Bill O'Reilly said, and I, I agree with him, they don't want to believe that their vote for Joe Biden was the wrong vote. They don't want to believe the truth. I know there's a lot of people there out there who, who hate Trump. He, he had mean tweets, and he, was, he did a lot of things they didn't like. And he was not a, a good person, that's true. He definitely isn't a Christian, that's for sure. He's done a lot of bad things. But what is the truth? Did he do good things for our country? Yes! Well, Chris, but he's not a Christian. He wasn't moving us in the, the Christian way. No, but he provided us the opportunity to choose. To choose. It is becoming harder and harder for me to let my kids go to schools because I'm worried about what they're going to learn. I want them to be Christians when they grow up, not humanist. So I can't send them to a public school because I have no idea what they're going to learn. And now we're learning that uh, our government is going to use the feds to focus in on parents who are against critical race theory. Are you serious? Yes, that's what they're doing. They want to label parents who are against it as terrorists. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's what they said in the Biden administration, folks. What is truth? What is it? Um, Matthew chapter 8. More truth. Speaking back, Going back to Christ, uh, uh, Christian beliefs. Now when Jesus saw a crowd around him, he gave orders to depart to the other side of the sea. Then a scribe came and said to him, Teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus said to him, The foxes has, have holes and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. Another of the disciples said to him, Lord, permit me first to go and bury my father. But Jesus said to him, Follow me and allow the dead to bury their own dead. Okay. Now that, that's just there's another one in Mark where he goes to all three. But you, you get the the point here is think of Jesus as the source of truth, which he is. And he's telling them, What are you doing? What do you mean? You'll follow me wherever you go. Do you understand what that means? You've got to give up everything. And another one says, well, I want to follow you, but first let me go bury my father. Oh, really? Well, what's more important to you? Truth or the things of this world? If I am the truth to eternal life, if you really understood who I am, is what Jesus is saying, you would be coming to me and putting everything else behind you. But clearly, you're missing something. You don't see it. Properly, I'm going to add in another passage here. I don't have it up here on my notes. So let me pull it up real quick. Matthew chapter seven. Uh, now, in the New American it this call it calls this section "Prayer and the Golden Rule," but this is about finding the truth. And in uh, the Sermon on the Mount here, Jesus says in verse seven of Matthew seven, "Ask and it will be given to you; seek and you will find; knock and it will be opened to you." Now, he's not talking about prayer. He's talking about finding the truth. When you're looking for truth, you're going to ask questions, aren't you? You're going to ask the right questions. And he's saying here, if you're asking, if you're looking for truth, it will be given to you. God will provide for you how to find the answer. It's in the Word. Maybe he'll send someone to you, or maybe you'll come in contact with the right person. And so you'll start, once you start finding these things, you'll start seeking, diving deeper into this. And eventually, that's, let's say you're diving into the Word of God. You're opening the Scripture. You're asking the questions. You're looking for the answers in the Bible. And you're honest, being honest about what you're reading. And so eventually, you're going to come to a point where you're going to know the full truth. That's the knocking. And so now you're knocking at the door, and it will be opened to you. But notice how he leaves it there. Now you have to make a choice. Are you going to enter through the narrow way? That's truth, or are you going to go back to the Broadway, where the rest of the world is? That's ignoring the truth. You see? That's what he's saying. We need to be a people who speak the truth. Now, granted, as Paul tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, we need to speak that truth in love. We need to speak it in love. But it's still that truth, even though we speak it in love, people are going to hate us for it. Always, they will always hate us for it. I know, I know. I have lost friends, family members who don't like to talk to me. They won't talk to me about re- religious stuff because they hate the truth. They hate it. Now they'll never say that, but it is true. They don't. If you don't want to hear something, to such a point where you will not bring it up, or and when it, is, it does come up, like for, with me or with someone who knows it. They, they avoid it like the plague. That means they hate the truth. They hate it because it, it goes against what they want to feel. They want to feel like they're already saved. They want to feel like everything's okay. Everyone, I shouldn't say everyone, there's a lot of folks in this country who want to feel like everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. Everything's going to be okay. Don't worry. Nothing to see here. Everything's not all right. It is bad. It's, it was good. It was going in a good direction under the old administration. I know a lot of people don't want to hear that. But that's the truth. Whether you like Trump or not, it doesn't matter. Whether you voted for him or not, it doesn't matter. What's the truth? The truth is, we had more freedom under the Trump administration. The truth is, we have less freedom under the Biden administration. And the reason why it's important for Christians is because our freedom of speaking out is greatly hindered, far more today than it ever was. Because other groups are given more freedom and chances to say and do things where we are not. We can't have prayer in school. We cannot... Uh, uh, give opportunity for kids to know about Christianity in public schools. But I read in I think it is it Wisconsin and in other places in public schools, they're they're providing Muslim children from Afghanistan prayer rooms. Prayer rooms I'm not kidding. That's unbelievable. But we can't have prayer. We can't pray at a football game, the Christians why because, because no one likes the truth, it's unbelievable. I never thought it would get here so quickly like this. I was on the phone with a friend of mine talking about you know our children he's having serious struggles with his kids, serious struggles i couldn't i mean, I can't imagine my oldest is only nine, and Jenny and I are already talking about how. Well, we, we want our kids to be raised right, right. We want them to make good choices. And so we uh, are nervous about schooling. And we're lucky to be in a, in a state where we have charter schools. We send our kids to great hearts, awesome school. They don't do critical race theory. They, they teach kids to think for themselves. And that's what we want. We want people to think and we want our kids to think for themselves. And that's the problem in our country. People don't think for themselves. They watch TV and they regurgitate what they see and hear. And they don't think it through. Because what I see in a lot of the news reports today is not the truth. It may be sprinkled with truth only to facilitate the lies. That's what I see. And it's not conspiracy. It's not conspiracy. Now, there's a lot of things out there that is conspiracy that are lies on both sides. How do you get through it? you got to be shrewd. We've got to be prayerful. We've got to be diving ourselves into the uh, into mind and heart of God. But don't be fools. I want my kids to have an opportunity. If things are to go bad in this country, I want it to happen quickly before my kids get too old, and I can deal with it for them. I don't want them to go through a war. I want them to have peace. I want them to have Prosperity that my parents enjoyed, that I've had an opportunity to enjoy. But I worry. And there is a cost for truth. It's going to be offensive to people. But people need to know in this country the truth when it comes to God and what's beyond this life. There is going to be a judgment day, they will be judged for their actions for their words, for rejecting the word of God. And there is a hell. It is a place where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth and a lake of fire and you will suffer for eternity. Do you want that? Do you want that for your family? Do you want that for your friends and your neighbors? I don't want that for anyone, even those whom I hate. I don't want that for them for anyone. Therefore, I want them to have the truth. Oh, but that, that they get offended. I mean, they're going to be angry. Spring, you, can, you can give it in love. Do your best to try to uh, make sure the door stays open, but people need to hear the truth. They need to hear it. If you've got it, you have a requirement. You, you're, you have a responsibility to give them that truth. Think about that. Pray about that. I wish we had more time. Maybe we'll next week pray for our country. Pray for the truth that is in the minds and hearts of all folks. I hope you do it. I am, and I hope you will too. We all need to stand together and to make the most of every opportunity. Thank you, and God bless.
0: Bring it out. Bring it out. Bring it out. This program was sponsored by North Valley Church of Christ. Be sure to check out the podcast for this program on FamilyValuesRadio1010.com. To find it, just go to the website and click on the podcast link at the top of the page.